Hello and welcome to Why Are We Doing This? My name is Lucas Guzman. I'm Kathy Wright. And we are so excited to see you this week. No, we haven't seen you, but it's good for you to hear with us. With the best movie of 1998. Um, this was 98, right? That was 97, but who knows? 90, they said 97 because they were filming in 97. Oh, okay, whatever. Who gives a shit? Um, remember, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Castbox, um, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate us a five star, a million star, however many stars, all the stars. Um, follow us on Instagram. That's why period our period we period doing period this. Um, oh, what else? What else? Follow us on tweet. Twitter. Tweet. <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> why are WDT pod at twitter.com? Uh, wait, why are w- Patreon <laughs> Patreon.com Slash, why are we doing this? Email us Email us at why are we doing this podcast One at gmail.com And, um Did that- ever get an email? <laughs> so, uh, you can do that um, Disappointed again <laughs> in, the, in the meantime Check Chat, what what are you talking about, Buster? Oh, nothing. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, uh, so, okay, we were going to watch the best movie. Oh, Happy New Year! Um, oh, Happy New Year! Um, we are going to watch the best movie of all time today. Things to do in Denver when you're dead. But they wanted to shit, damn! They wanted me to pay four dollars for it, and I said I am not paying four dollars for things to do in Denver when you're yeah, dead. It's kind of cheap. But so. It's okay. I looked on my fire stick, my fire stick, I sound 85 years old, but I don't know what it's called. My TV is like from 2012 and I, we just got recently a fire stick. So I'm looking, I'm still figuring out how to use the thing. So <laughs> it says, you know, similar free to me. So I'm looking in there and I said, hold on, hold on. I know this movie. I know this movie. Um, when I was, when we were doing the Twilight movies, which we're sorry, we cannot I don't think I can sit through any more of those. No. Like, I will lose my mind. So... You haven't already. <laughs> the pest really did me in. This movie was <coughs> everything that I wanted the new year to be. It was sexy. It was not sexy. It was sexy. It was stupid. But it was also smart. It was gross. It was everything. We watched Twilight. I don't think I could ever 98. Be like a set design person because I would never have anything messy. I know the production like uh, what are we talking about? The you're talking about the set design? Yeah, because you know they had the scummy bathtub. Yeah, everything just, had that like 90s look like after 7. No, it just looked like a bunch of pigs lived there. Well, <laughs> not everyone compulsively cleans like you. <laughs> I don't think I compulsively Okay. Clean. Sure. I just said I would be embarrassed if the cops ever came to my house and it looked like that. Yeah, you are a clean freak. You are a clean freak. Why can't you admit that? Because I don't think I'm a clean freak. But you, but you are. Because I do have messy parts of my house. Well, you have places where, like, your basement is messy, but not everyone goes in your basement. No. Eh. And I'm working on that. Oh, of course you are. Um, I am not a clean freak like you. 
Um, I, <laughs> I, I don't keep my space dirty, but objectively the set design for some of these like uh, scenes were very clustered and very dirty. Um, particularly Lester's house, Lester's house and Mucho, Mucho Gusto's, uh, apartment. apartment. Yeah. And everything else, like everything in this movie was kind of clustered. Like the first scene, we'll get into the stuff about it, but the first scene is they're at this pool and ev- there's everything everywhere all at once. And, um, you know, there's all these people, there's all this shit, there's all these drinks everywhere. Then... At the house, there's all these things, all the picture frames, all the drinks, all the, like, papers, all the lamps, and all the vases. Um, I think, maybe, maybe this is what they're going for. Maybe I'm overthinking it. How did this start when we watch this movie? Because I would. Grandson is brain dead. <laughs> it doesn't matter how it started. But yeah, maybe. Because we had a Reese Witherspoon booby shot. Uh, okay. Okay, please let me get through this. <laughs> Jesus. God. <laughs> maybe, Continue. maybe all the messy sets and maybe all the messy things was like an allusion to the messiness of all their lives. Possibly. Maybe, maybe. we're. I'm probably overthinking well, I think it. My life is pretty messy, but my house isn't. Your basement is really, really messy, though. So, I mean, you just concentrated all down there. These people... I'm working on the basement. Oh, my God. Who gives a shit about your basement? Apparently, I do. I do. <laughs> I do but I do. I, apparently, the, the folks out there may not. Let's get to the IMDb breakdown. Twilight. Uh, Twilight, 1998. Rated R for Mature. Well, it must be the booby show. It was all the... This is an insanely titty movie. For, like, everyone in this is, like, 50-plus, except for Reese and Leave. A retired detective accepts a a simple task, unaware it will tear open old, forgotten, but deadly wounds. Is that what we watched? I guess. Taglines, let me find them. Um, Oh, shit, this is a good one. Some people can buy their way out of anything, except the past. That's a good one. That was a good one. Cast. This is a dynamite cast. Yeah. All my favorites. I don't. Paul Newman as Harry Ross. I thought his, I thought he said his name was Harry Roth, but I guess that's just because his voice is super gravelly in this. I don't know. Susan Sarandon, my BFF, as Catherine Ames. She's actually my BFF. Um, Gene Hackman as Jack Ames, who is like the male version of Sarandon for me. We're, we're all best friends. I'm in a group text with them, you know. Um, oh, God, I hate her. Reese Witherspoon as Mel Ames. Um, Stalker Channing as Verna. James Garner as Raymond Hope. Giancarlo Esposito as Ruben. And Leave Schreiber as Jeff Willis. Oh, how could I forget? Margot Martindale as Gloria Lamar. I thought it was Lamore, oh. like Dorothy Lamore. Oh, no. I was spelting it. Spelting it. Spelting <laughs> it. Okay, <you> <laughs> I was spelling it like like Dorothy Lamore. John Spencer as Captain Phil Egan, and M. Emmett Walsh as Lester Ivar. Sadly, I mistaked um, mistaked mistook uh, 
<laughs> M.M. Walsh for Brian Dennehy. <laughs> I just get into your head. <laughs> Greek sauce for you. Oh my god, I was drinking that Greek dressing. Did you see me? It was garlic. Well, Did, yeah, but it's garlic. Okay, we went out to eat for Greek food. I've been on a Greek food kick. And I got garlic breath. You have nasty ass garlic breath, and everything's going to smell like garlic when you leave. I mean. Just a reminder, I was here. Yeah, I mean. If not the wet footprints, because you refused to take off your shoes. I took but... my shoes off. <laughs> you made me take your shoes off. I, I had to untie her. I, did, I didn't want to bend over. God, what is wrong with you? Okay. Nothing. Why did you give it for a, a pre? One. What did I give it? I don't know. Um, what did you give it? Hold on. Let me check. What did I give this? Oh, man. I spelled Twilight so wrong. Pre 100. Okay, because it has... Why are we always so <laughs> far off? Because this has, like, two of my favorite actors in it. Three. Okay. Susan, Jean, and Margot. The Holy Trinity. Okay. Uh, that's the Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas movie I want to see. So it's Jean Hackman, God, Susan Sarandon's Jesus, and Margot Martin's the Ho- <laughs> Martindale's The Holy Spirit. That what seems right. Mary? Susan Sarandon's mom, so share. Oh my god, I need you. Don't even get me started on share. Okay, I'm pissed off. Mind. Okay, it, it doesn't matter. Exterior. Pool party. Night. Wait, day. Mexico. 1995. Oh, I didn't know where. I didn't see the subtitle saying that, so. Whoops. Missed it. Oh, I missed it. Um, <laughs> think there's two of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Newman is looking rough. Well, he's fucking old. Okay, I saw him in Slapshot like two days ago. Um, he's a little bit younger. Um, okay, he was like 50, 20 years younger, but he was also like 60 in that. And he was pushing 80 in this. I mean, he looks like shit. He sounds like shit. And his hair looks like shit. Well, he's fucking almost 80 years old. You think he's supposed to look like Pretty Boy? Yes! He's okay, I want, I want to see you at fucking 80. Oh my god, if I make it. Of course you will. There's <laughs> longevity in my family. The, uh, he's, you know, um, he's looking around. He looks very out of place. Like, who brought their grandpa to the pool party? <laughs> and he's at this pool, you know, drinking a beer. Was that a beer? Or was that a ginger ale? No, you ordered two Cokes. Oh, oh he was drinking a beer, but they... And, and Lee Schreiber said, um, hola, um, dos Coca-Colas, por favor. I wouldn't have been drinking Coca-Cola if I had Lee Schreiber's body. Diet Coke, please. Uh, <laughs> so, um... Lee Schreiber has some like fucked up hair in this. He looks like Jack Black and he was very young. He looks like Jack Black and I know what you did last summer too. And he's with a very young um, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, I'm gonna bitch at her. I would like bitch to be about that. her. I would like to be that then, but keep my own boobs. <laughs> she, I the only reason I knew her because no offense, she is the most nondescript bitch ever. Save. For that pointy ass chin, I don't like Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> I just don't think she's as good as people think she, say she is. Was that her in the Notebook, or was that Rachel? That was Rachel McAdams. I like Rachel McAdams she a lot. Was in, but, legally blonde. Reese, yes. Yeah, and she was. Wasn't she in that? 
Um, which one? One with Ryan Phillippe and they were mean. It, was, it wasn't Mean Girls, but they were like mean people to her. <laughs> <laughs> mean people? <laughs> well, they were mean. What are you talking about? It was a movie. Like she hung out with these rich kids and they were mean to her. That's, I think that's Legally Blonde. No, it's not. Okay, thanks for making me look this up now. What's her name? Reese? And her husband, her ex-husband, Ryan Felipe. Felipe? Felipe, whatever the fuck his name was. Okay, I'm just going to, we're on her Wikipedia filmography right now. Let's see. Oh, I loved her. I, I've only liked her in one Cruel movie. Cruel Intentions. Oh! You could have. You should have said with Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller, and I would have known. Well, I couldn't think of that chick's name either. So that kooky broad's name. I couldn't think of it. Um. So they're drinking, they're drinking and drinking and partying with their Coca Colas, and they go back to their be- uh, their boudoir, and Gene Hackman pulls out this very '90s phone, or he no, he goes to a Rotary, which they have on the and bar. It was Paul Newman that pulled out the phone. Who did I say? Gene Hackman. Yeah. Paul Newman pulls out it because I'm I'm used to seeing Gene Hackman with facial hair from like the um the French Connection and like what was that other one he was in the seventies one where he's a cop. That's what a good one, but I how am I forgetting it? It's it's like um I think it has Moon in the title. Moon. Oh, I he's Doctor Holly Goodhead in Moonraker. Uh-oh. That. No, he's not. That's, he's a, but I, he's French not a Bond connection girl. was a cop one. Yeah, he had a mustache in that, right? Yeah. I'm just used to seeing him he with mustache. He had a mustache in Unforgiven, too. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did? He was clean-shaven. Oh. Man, he, I, I've never heard him swear before, and then I realized I've seen Unforgiven, and I believe he's the one who says cocksucker a lot in that one. And I was just like, ooh. Because he says, like, fuck three times in this, and I'm like, Gene... Okay. Hold up. Because he's 90 years old. I mean, okay, he should be allowed to t- say what he wants, but come on, Gene. It's a script, okay? A very bad script. They cannot write jack shit for Giancarlo Esposito. He... Okay, let's just okay, okay. on with we're in Mexico and she's screwing what's-his-face. Oh. Oh, my lord, you were just so crass. Well, what do you say? Oh, you are making love. No, he's fucking her. <laughs> No, he was sucking on her titties. But we haven't gotten through that Gene Paul Newman picks up the phone, calls someone and says, I see her. And I see her little boyfriend, too. Right? Then we cut to Lee Schreiber sucking on Reese Witherspoon's titties. That's what he said. Booby shot, because I never thought I am, she did no. any nude scenes. She was just start. This was before election, too, and she's really good in election. I think she has a nude scene in election. Election. I know, but I... I <laughs> Okay, let's just move on. So, oh my god. So, what's her face? Um, Reese Witherspoon is, you know, Paul Newman's packing her bag. What? Wasn't he packing her bag? Oh, well, you just skipped over everything. Leif Schreiber goes up to take a pee or a poo. And <laughs> Probably a pee because <laughs> he didn't have time to poo when he came out. Yeah, he did. Uh, okay, I don't want to talk about the how fast you take a shit. <laughs> people can take a shit, w- not wipe their ass, and walk out and be fine. And you have a white towel around you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Stains. Bacon strips on the towel. Don't you dare say bacon strips. That is disgusting. 
Nobody says that anymore. I, I know one person who... the people who have to wash bacon strips out of other people's underwear. Okay. You were just too far. I'm just saying, he could have been taking a shit. Could have. He could have been taking a pee. Could have, should have, would have. He, he, he could have taken to. a shower. But he walks out, and Reese Witherspoon's, like, touching her tits in the mirror and, like, looking at herself. And she shuts the mirror, and boom, Gene Hack. Paul Newman. Paul Newman's behind him. Her. And he's like, pack your bags, bitch. And she, she you know, then we cut to, he's, dr- he's dragging her by the wrist out of this resort. And she's screaming. She's like, you piece of shit. Ma, 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 ma. And he's, <laughs> Lee Schreiber's following them in a white towel. And this is where, like, my least favorite part of the movie happens. Is when he kicks him in the nuts? No, no, no. It's connected to that. Um, Lee Schreiber, like, extends his hand to touch Paul Newman. But Paul Newman does, like, a Patrick Swayze roadhouse kick to his balls and dick. And he falls down. Well, usually they're attached. You got one, you got the other. Okay. That's very insensitive to the people who... who don't have balls. Who do not have balls. It's also very insensitive to the people who don't have peanuts penises and only have balls so please be considerate (laughs) (laughs) be (laughs) considerate please be considerate (laughs) I'm sorry I'm trying to (laughs) okay I'm sorry if you don't have a penis I'm really sorry because I'd be laughing (laughs) wow Admitting that? Okay, I don't like the hand motions you're doing. Okay, let's move on. I'm sorry. (laughs) So, Gene Hackman. Oh, shit. Paul Newman leans over. Paul Newman leans over and he says, You better take a class, pal. Well, he got... Didn't he get hit? Because he fell. What? (coughs) Because that gun came The gun didn't happen yet. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Gene Hackman says... Oh, Paul, Paul Newman. Newman. Paul Newman says, "You better take a class, pa- pal." And then some. Oh, Reese Witherspoon hits him with her bag. Yes, I I didn't like that. I called her a bitch. She hit, he's like a seventy five year old man that she hits with a bag, and he falls on the ground and his glasses fall off and his gun falls out. Falls out. Falls out. And Reese Witherspoon shoots this bitch in the leg. This bitch, Paul Newman. Um. <laughs> And then she's like, oh, sorry. I'm going to go to Mexican jail. Yeah, she's a bitch. Then openings, then we go to the credits. Um, credits play over Susan Sarandon's skinny dipping. Yeah. Because I, I said Susan, whole new shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. We saw her ass in one scene. We seen more than I ever wanted yeah, to see. Yeah, we saw her. Uh, Even though she looked really good for her age. And oh, my. For her. How old was she? I'm going to look this up. I don't up. know, but still, most maybe in her 40s, but a lot of people don't look that good. Hold on. Let me see. Um, she, Susan Sarandon's born in 46. So she's about uh, 50. 50. Yeah, 50. 51. Damn, she looked good. She looked real good. Damn. I can only hope I looked that good when I'm 50. I mean, she did a whole nudie there. Oh, yeah. I mean. And then right after that, exactly what is Harry's job? Harry is a male nurse. Right? He's the. Uh, He was a private investigator. I don't know what. I thought he was Gene Hackman's night nurse. No, because I don't (laughs) know. Holy shit, what's going on? Because he was a private eye. And now he's a nurse. No, he's like. 
a companion. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck he is. Because I said, what is exactly they, is his job? They pay him to be best friends with Gene Hackman. I guess, I guess because I'm confused on exactly. I know he doesn't get paid. He just gets to live over at the garage. Yeah. Is that a good setup? Hanging out I with mean, this. I mean, if you have a source of income, which apparently he does not, and they owe him money, so. Yeah. I don't know. It's Everything in this movie is kind of like a clusterfuck. I mean. Because I could say, oh, guess what? I don't know anyone famous in Hollywood. I'm going to, who's famous that lives in Hollywood? Um, John Stamos. Okay, I live over John Stamos' garage. <laughs> Nobody's saying, like, who gives them? Yeah. Like, he's old news. Yeah. And they're, they're supposed to be washed up actors. No who do you think they were supposed to be? I'm going to guess. Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton. Oh, that's a good one. I was thinking more along the lines of Bo Derek and John Derek. Because she's younger. He's old and gross. Um, who is another old washed up? It doesn't matter. Steve Harvey and his wife. Are they married still? Yeah. Whoa. He cheats on her so much. How do you know? Well, let's just say... Guess what? If I had a <laughs> husband that had trillions and millions of dollars, you fuck whoever you want. Just keep giving me that money. Oh, my Lord. Just keep giving me that, that money. That is so materialistic, Kathy. Of course it is. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, well, I could have my boy toy on the side. Just keep giving me that money, honey. You're giving him some money, too. I'll tell you that. You're saying I couldn't attract... No, I'm... No. Not saying that at all. Um, we're... (laughs) We're in present day, which for us is 1997. And we're hanging out. We're we're having a good time. And, you know... Hold on, let me get my notes. Because this movie was confusing as hell. Oh, shit. Um, so... Gene Hackman has, like, brain cancer... Susan, he doesn't have brain cancer. He just has cancer. Susan Sarandon does not. Um, she's skinny dipping and she comes up to, what's his face? Paul. And she's like, <clears throat> here, um, I gra- I got out of my theater arts class um, with a 96% grade and I did a Susan Sarandon scene for my final. So here we go. <clears throat> go up to see my husband. He... He's quite lonely, and he's a bastard, and he doesn't want to do chemotherapy. Right? See, that was a good Susan Sarandon. And then it was like, light my cigarette, because that way it's free. Oh, that was a running theme. She like, do you have a light? And he says, oh, yeah. <laughs> so if I don't light it myself, it's free. Mm-hmm. Because he lights, and then, he sa- then she says, do you have a cigarette, too? Because she'd have to give him a cigarette in return. And then he lights it for her, and she says, if I don't light it myself, it's free. See, that's a good Susan Sarandon. That's the only voice I can do. Um, <laughs> so, um... So what scene did you do? Stepmom. Which scene? Where she goes... <clears throat> um, Julia Roberts says, I, fa- I, I was looking through your mail, and I found this ticket to L.A. and a note from your new boss. And then I say, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Reading my mail and snooping around behind my back like some little dishonest bitch. About 
I'm going to L.A. to get chemotherapy. Oh, she has cancer in that one. I'm going to L.A. to get chemotherapy, and the letter from my new boss is a colleague I had that I'm staying with. And I'm not taking the kids. You can have the kids. I'm dying, bitch. And then I light up a joint, right? And she says, are you, are you dying? Um, Julia Roberts says, and Susan Strandon says, um, it's finally legal to smoke dope, but you got to have cancer. And then Julie Roberts says, are you dying? And I say, not today. And that's the end of the scene. See, I mean, I, transcendent, but, um, so, so, like, Paul Newman goes up to see Gene Hackman, and Gene Hackman looks really good for someone who has cancer. He he was. In remission. Well, he was. He said, I'm officially, I do a good Gene Hackman, too. I'm officially out of remission. Guess what? About five seconds, it's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Well, he did because he get cancer. He gets cancer. I said he, he's officially out of remission. Oh, out of it! I said I'm officially out of remission. And they're playing gin rummy. Yeah, and Gene Hackman says, "Hey, I know we're playing gin rummy right now, but could you do me a favor and go to the house of a door?" That he says this. Gloria Lamour, not Gloria Lamar, how it's spelled. Uh, Gloria Lamour. I have a well, package for her. Say her name right. Lamar. Well, he's got cancer. Maybe he's fucked up. <laughs> you are horrible. I'm just saying. Oh my God, you're just offending everyone. People with cancer, people with no dick, people with. Okay, exactly. How many people without a dick do you know? People with. Well, you. Uh, I mean, males. I don't know. Because I may not... I don't go around touching everyone's dick. I don't have a dick, but I also do not have balls. Well, maybe (laughs) I do. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm just saying. Uh, Okay. Because usually if you have one, you have the other. That's enough. I'm just saying. Well, if you have balls, testicles, please. This is a scientific show. Um, Testicles... I, I believe uh, you can survive with testicles without a, a, a I didn't penis. say you couldn't. I'm just saying how many people do you know? I don't go around tapping every male I know's penis. So. Maybe we should wear signs. I don't have a dick, just testicles. Uh, I, I'll, we can do that for Halloween. Okay. I don't have a dick and then... I, I can walk around saying I don't have testicles. No, I can have a shirt that says, I'm with dickless. With a arrow to you. How your shirt says, just testicles. <laughs> okay, that's good, that's good. So, um, she go. Gene Hackman tells Paul Newman to like, hey, go pay this girl a visit, give her this package, okay, bye. Right? And Paul Newman's like, I'm getting, he's like, um, what's his face in Lethal Weapon? I'm getting too old for this shit. Oh, Danny Glover. And so he goes to this broads, broad. She goes to this gal's house, and this was actually a creepy scene, kind of, because he's, like, walking around, and he hears this, like, wheezing, and he's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. That was a messy house, too. That was, because someone got shot in there. There was a scuffle. An older man shot another older man. Remember? You know who? The twist? Yeah. Um, so, he's walking, Paul Newman's walking, and he pulls out... Oh, Paul Newman's doing voiceover for this, too. And we, the framing devices, he's getting an interview. So everything we see post-interview is him describing the interview. And he's doing some voiceover sometimes. He's going like, when someone tells you your job won't need a gun, 
you bring two, right? And he sees this man in a in a door frame, and he's like, uh, excuse me, sir, I'm here to see Dorothy, like, Gloria Lamour. And the guy turns around, and he has, like, an entire shotgun emptied into his chest. Or his gut. Yeah, his, his chest region. It looks like he has a bunch of, like, bird shot. doesn't shot. matter, he's bleeding. Dick Cheney shot him. And he, he's like, he's like wheezing. And then he pulls out a gun and he starts shooting at Paul Newman. And we're like, holy shit. And then there's like this yeah, chase. Right. Holy shit. There's this chase that ends up with the guy dies from his wounds. But then Paul Newman does a very respectable thing and pickpockets him. Well, <laughs> he takes his wallet and he's reading through. His name is Lester Ivar. And this is his I- address. So he goes to his address, and he's snooping through um, the bathroom, and he sees uh, in a, a file in a, fi- a file, a rack holding magazines for him to read while he's taking a shit. Um, oh, if he just reads in there, it's good lighting. That was poor lighting in there. It was teal. It was a teal bathroom, right? I remember it being teal. But, um, <laughs> so... Oh my god, Paul Newman in this movie was all, no dick, all balls, right? Remember he got his dick shot off? Well, yeah, that's what they keep saying. That was so he was all dick, <clears throat> all, all balls, no dick. Um, so he finds these papers in the, the hanging... He finds a file. It is not a file. He found it in a little manila... Oh, an envelope. I didn't see the envelope. Well, I just saw the newspaper thing. clippings. It's a folder thing. Oh, look at... Okay, well, are you watching the same movie? I yes, I was, but I was paying attention to different things. I was paying attention to the color of the bathroom wall. Okay. So, he reads it, and there's like three newspaper clippings that are the most exposition ever without saying any words. Number one, famous actor missing. Number two, grieving widow actress. No, it says actress suspect and husband's disappearance. A- actress suspect and husband's disappearance and the pictures of Susan Sarandon. Obviously from like a Rocky Horror promo shot. And then the third one is... Co-stars fall in love and wed. And one side is the Rocky Horror promo shot for Sarandon, and the other side is like a Poseidon adventure shot for Gene Hackman. And we're like, oh, gee, I think she did something to her husband, right? And that's basically the entire movie of them, like, them, as in, like, the director and writer, teasing us, like, did she do something to her husband, or was it Gene Hackman, or was it this guy, or was it this guy? Or was it both of them? Was it both of them? Was it um, James? What's his face? Was it? He's not even in the picture yet. In the picture, like the movie, or in the big picture? He's not in it yet. He's not in the picture yet. Like you're. Are you still reading from the Bob Hope Dictionary from last week when you said joint and the drugs and? (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Oh, I loved this part. This is probably one of my favorite parts. Gene. Paul Newman is, like, read, um, reading, reading, going over James, what's-his-face's body? Lester's. And he, he says, he was a very sick man, over voiceover, and pulls out an inhaler. <laughs> he was like, I know, like, three people who use an inhaler, and none of them are very sick. You know, like, what is he talking about? How do you know he uses an inhaler? Uh... Um, so, so, um, 
Paul Newman's in um, Lester's bathroom, and he opens the door, and this was a serious jump scare. There yeah. were, like, ten police officers and Guns. fucking Stockard Channing outside. I was so pissed to see Stockard Channing because, I don't, th- she just, she's off-putting to me. She was, oh, hold on. Okay, so she was 35 in 1978 when she was in Greece. And she looked 55. Um, yeah, that checks out. She was 55. Um, but she has looked 50 plus for 50 years. Um, nothing against her. I think she's an okay actress. Was she in, no, she wasn't in Steel Magnolias. I get her, because Stocker Channing is always playing like a frumpy kind of like a mad woman. Not like a mad woman, like she's upset about something. Like Rizzo is always like, oh, no one's having sex with me. Oh, I'm pregnant, you know. Um, (laughs) and then... Weezer in Steel Magnolias is like that. I got them mixed up. So, Stockard Channing's here, and she's, like, kissing Gene Hackman, and then... It was, like, Paul Newman. Oh, God! Paul, she's kissing Paul Newman, and she says to her cops, Put, uh, Cuff him! Cuff him! Rah. Right? Yeah, because she said, oh, Verna, blah, 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 and then... She, Verna is her name. Then cuff him. Cuff him! Rah. Right? She does that little... Rah. And they're at the station, and she and the captain are talking to him, and he's, like, lying through his teeth, like, I was working with Lester, and he has uh, asthma, and he blah, 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 and blah, 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 and all this shit that's not true. When his asthma acts up, he calls me into hell. I had license expired a year ago. Yeah. And, um... So then he, like, gets let go somehow. Um, and then, like, he's walking through the hallway, and we see James Garner. Kind of. This is something I hate. It's from the 90s, and I was listening to a We Hate Movies a few days ago, and it, they were talking about this trope in, like, the 90s. Like, after Grumpy Old Men, studios only wanted, like, old men saying filthy things because it's, like, funny. I don't think that's funny per se. I think it works in Grumpy Old Men because previously, Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau were like clean comedians. And you know, they're saying like, oh god damn you, you know, you piece of shit. Right? And they're yelling at each other. And um, in this, it's just sad. Because I think James Garner was in that one movie with Jack Lemmon that they were talking about. Did You You might have seen it. Um, um, oh shit, what's it called? No, it's a stupid one. They're both presidents in that one. You know the one I'm talking about? It's called, like, um, not Hail to the Chief. Um, it's not Commander-in-Chief. It's, like, um, it doesn't matter. But, like, James Garner's in that, and he's saying, like, filthy things like he is in this. He's talking about, you know, I wanted to put my pecker in her drawers and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm pissing off my balcony and, you know... You piece of shit! He's yelling at each other, you know? And they're talking to to each other. Uh, James Garner and what's-his-face. And, you know, they're talking blah, 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 blah. And, um, what does James Garner say? He says something poignant to end the scene. He's like, oh, I'm getting too old for this. He's, like, making himself out to be very, like, docile. And like, oh, you know, I'm, uh... Why does he go to the station? Oh, because, um... Does he work there? 
I don't know if he does or not. I don't know why what his purpose is at the station. Neither am I. I don't know. But anyway. But this movie was confusing. It was very confusing. Gene Heckman, Paul Newman goes home. And he's in his, in his little boudoir. And he's like walking around in their house. And Reese Witherspoon is their daughter. And she is the most fucking annoying character in this movie. She's like, you know, Paul Newman, you're not even a part of this family, right? And he's like, he's not going to say anything mean to her because he's a nice man. But I, I was doing it for him. Uh, you know, I was calling her some not nice names, as were you. Um, she was, I said she's a little bitch. Yeah. And she calls her parents by their first names, which I don't like that. I don't know. Something about it rubs me the wrong way. I was, like, on a big wife swap kick earlier, like, earlier this year, um, in December, and, like, when they would call their parents by their first names, I was like, oh, these people fucked up, you know, their kids. So, she's talking to, like, oh, blah, 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 and, like, Paul Newman's like, hmm, and so he's walking around in their house, and he hears some, he hears a virtuoso on the piano, and he walks up the steps, and he goes into the room, and there's Susan Sarandon. She's playing the keys. She's, you know, singing. S- singing, and she's like, oh, hi. Do you want to go back to your room? And they're talking, right? No, that isn't what she didn't say, go back to your room. What'd she say? Oh, they go kiss. Yeah, they kiss. They kiss. They have, like, a heated conversation. I don't remember about what. They kiss. They have sexual relations. They make love, like you said. Uh, or would you would you say that this was making love or they're fucking? Old. It was they're older making love. It's <laughs> just fifty. You're, when, when you're young, you're fucking. When you're past thirty, I'm 40. making love. You maybe know, maybe past forty, you're making love. Before that, you're fucking. She's she and he are making love, <laughs> and <laughs> this is almost funny, but then it not wasn't funny. Um, he's. Hold on. Hey, I need help. <laughs> it was almost. I can't find Catherine. <laughs> I'm having a heart attack. He didn't say that. He said, "Help me, Jesus!" And they run to his room. <coughs> they run to his Catherine room. Gets Catherine gets there first. She's pumping his chest, pumping his chest, pumping his chest. Giving him CPR. C- giving him CPR. He wakes up, and he looks at her shirt, and we saw previously. Um, Gene Hackman commented on Paul Newman's pink polo shirt. Catherine, Susan Sarandon's character, is in that pink polo shirt. And Paul Newman gets there. And Gene Hackman, with the last bit of strength of a man dying of cancer, backhands her so hard. She flies. She's she's going, going, gone. And, um... Oh, God, you... You bitch! You fucked him, you bitch! (laughs) <laughs> and she tells Paul Newman to leave. When was when was the time she was trying to light with his lighter and said, that, "Goddamn fucking lighter." That yeah. was afterwards. Oh yeah, she's mad at him about something, and he throws her his lighter. Oh okay, we skipped over a lot. Yeah, because he goes to the hospital. He go no, she goes to the hospital. Also, he stays back. Him. He gets a call from Gloria. Yes. He gets a call from 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 Gloria, uh, over the phone. I thought it was Kathy Bates. And that's what I wrote down. Who is Mucho? Kathy Bates? It it was a very 
it was a a heavy set southern woman's voice and um we're like oh who could this be and she says to meet him at the pier and he says how will i know it's you and she says big tits big hair and then she hangs up and he shows up at the pier and the water game at the he does the little water game and we go into, they show a picture of that. Who? Reuben guy. Oh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, a picture? Well, <laughs> He's in the movie. Well, he rolls down his car window. Well, I'm just I saying. think that's Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, if I, I'm going to look. But. I know I've seen him in something I think else. he was Gus Fring in Breaking I, Bad. I think I've seen him in something else, but I couldn't think of what it was. He looks so familiar. Hold on, I'm looking. Yep, that's him in Breaking Bad, I think. Um, I, no, I probably seen him. Yeah, in. Gus Fring. I know. I, oh, the usual suspects. That's where I seen him in. Oh, okay. I, I knew him from Gus Fring because he's like an internet thing. But, um, so, uh, um, he's at the, Paul Newman's at the waterfront and he goes under the docks. Because that's where she, t- some lady said to meet her under the pier. And I, I'm like super stoked. I'm like, oh my God, Kathy Bates. It's Margot Martindale, but still a highly respectable character actress. Like, her and Kathy Bates, I think, get the same calls for roles. And and um, Margot Martindale's, like, yelling at him. And she's definitely, like, she's, like, big, piled high 90s money. hair. She wants some money. She wants money. And then Leave Schreiber comes out of the, the, the shadows. And this is, like, the thing I don't like. It's a callback from the first scene. He goes... He, like, punches Paul Newman, which I'm like, okay. Well, he hits him in the back of the head with the gun first. Okay, I don't care who kicked you in the balls. That is a 75-year-old man. You do not hit him with a gun. I wouldn't do that. And I took some lessons. Pally. I hate that shit. I hate that shit. Bud. Maybe pal. Then he's beating the shit out of him. Oh, he kicks the shit out of and him. And then she's like, I didn't think we were going to do that. I thought we were just going to get the money. Yeah, and then they leave. Then let the tide drown him. But, um... Giancarlo Esposito comes down and saves them. They're talking. Where are they? They're in like just. They're in like a bar. Are they talking? Where are they talking? In his car. In his car. In his car. He's driving them home. And Ruben Giancarlo Esposito's like, "Oh, we were such a good team back in the day." And you know, Gene Hackman's like, "You're Paul Newman." God. Ah. Paul Newman is, you know, very uh. Not for his pairing with Ruben. He's like, meh, 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 meh. right? Right. He's like, we were never partners. And there's a funny callback to that when he gets a call from Paul Newman and Ruben answers um, Ross and I don't remember his last name. Private investigation. I thought that was funny, but so he drops him off. Ruben is a side character that will come back later. Um, See at the beginning though. I didn't think Reese Witherspoon or Leave Schreiber, Schreiber would be coming. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be like that was showing the case that put him into retirement. And then he's living with his friends, not like his debtors. Um, so then he gets home and Stocker Channing's there. And we're like, oh, my God. Um, 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 so she's bandages him up, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. Stocker Channing bandages him up. You no, know, puts peroxide shit on his wounds. 
Yeah. I think she does that to Kaniki and Greece or something. Um, Maybe it's a standard rule for her. Let's she, catch you up. She does that in every single movie she's in? I would believe it. Um, <laughs> she She's talking to him and she's like, you're, you know something you're not telling me. And she leaves. Then the next day, Susan and Jean are home. Jean, Susan says, um. The doctors wanted him in the hospital. The do- he had a heart attack. The doctors wanted to keep him in the hospital. The nurses. The nurses said to keep him in the hospital. I pleaded with him to stay in the hospital. He's on he's his got, way he's home. He's on his way home. And, um. Gene is Gene Hackman's yelling at what's his face. He's like, "You fucked my wife, you wife fucker!" And he's saying like, "I wrote Gene can't stop saying the f word because he's you know you you fucked my wife, you wife fucking fucker." And Paul Newman's like, "Oh gee, sorry Gene, but um, you know she was just so tantalizing." And Gene Hackman's like, you bastard! And he, like, sends him away. He, you know, yells at him, he sends him away. Paul Newman goes into the kitchen, and Mal is, like, polishing something. I don't know what Wiping a glass down or something. And he's like, he says something poignant to her. Because, like, Paul Newman in this movie, like, in most movies, is the most poignant man ever to live, ever. And... And I like Paul Newman as much as someone can like Paul Newman, who wasn't around when his movies were coming out. Like, Slapshot's okay. You should watch Malice. He's not so poignant. <laughs> Which is the one? HUD. I think I saw HUD. Who's the lady in that? Patricia Neal. Thank you. Um, you know, I just like, he's okay. Malice. I think Sally Fields in that one. Oh, I like Sally Fields. We were talking about her last week. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. I'm a big Gene Hackman fan and a big Susan Sarandon fan, so that's why this movie was so appealing to me. But um, he's, like, talking to Mel. Mel, and he says something poignant, and she's like, you're right, I don't know anything. Like, I'm just this stuck-up brat. And I saw, he says something about Jeff, who's Leif Schreiber. He's like, Jeff kicked the shit out of me. Uh, yeah, he said, yesterday. when's the last time you talked to Jeff? When's the last time you talked to him? And she's like, he came around here a few weeks ago, and I gave him the keys to the ranch house. Because he wanted money. He wanted money, and I didn't have any. And he's like, he says something poignant and leaves. This, to me, is like a, like a overextended Law and Order episode, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see this being like a Law and <clears> Order, <throat> but Lenny Briscoe instead of... So Lenny Briscoe saying, like, racist shit instead of Paul Newman uh, fucking around. So um, Paul Newman stays at the ranch house, and it is literally disgusting. There is yes. rancid chicken everywhere. It was supposed to be a million-dollar house. Well, it once was. Well, it's not now. Yeah, it's, it's like a beat-up old, like... Because you were saying they should sell it because they say that they're broke. Yeah, where's Susan Sarandon... No, where did Sharon Tate get murdered? At the... Rodeo, no. No, not Rodeo Dive. Some road, I can't think of it. Uh, you know, but you, you can, it's like a 60s movie star house. Yeah. It's like very, uh, very like deserty. It has like the built-in pool and the well, little. Like the pool, but the house is sitting down below. Yeah, it's a very 60s movie star house. It's like Beyond the Valley of the Dolls-ish. Yeah. And. It was a good movie. And a good book. Not Valley of the Dolls, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Oh, I watched, I read and. 
watched Belly of the Dolls. God, that movie it. sucks. The book was really, really good. But is that what Sharon Tate in that too, right? Yes. Who was the other girl in that? Uh, Patty Duke and Susan Hayward. It was a very good movie. So. Um, it was written by Jacqueline somebody. It's Jacqueline Suzanne. So Paul Newman's staking out waiting for Lee Schreiber to arrive. But guess who dun, arrives? Dun, 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 dun. It's Susan Sarandon's silhouette. Well, they actually, showed, they actually showed her face. Oh, yeah, but we see her, like, she has a very distinct haircut. It's like it's like a silhouette cut, but it's, like, curly because she has curly hair. And we see her, and we're like, oh, shit. It's not Leif Schreiber. Oh, right. And um, so Gene Hackman, Paul Newman, um, <laughs> for being third build, I Gene Hackman is barely in this. But, um... Paul Newman heads over to. Uh, Paul Newman heads over to, like a bar, but he calls oh, Garvey's because it was on the bag where all the chicken wings. No, oh, he heads was. over to Garvey's, the back of yes, he, this bar chicken chicken restaurant, and he calls Ruben and he says, "I'm at Garvey's. Meet me here in fifteen minutes, or." However long it takes you to get here. If he leaves by himself, follow him. If we leave together, follow, follow us. us. And Ruben's like, okay. And there's this big, like, fight with Leave Schreiber. And Gene Hackman chokes him on a chicken bone. Yeah, that was Paul, gross. It was Paul Newman. God. Ugh. Did you want Gene Hackman to have a Paul Newman role? I wanted the roles to be reversed, honestly. But um, I don't think it would have been good. Uh, so Paul Newman's, like, kicking the shit out of him. And he's like, I have the money. Just take me to Margot Martindale's house. Paul's a mucho. Mucho, why did she, oh, because she's fat. Mucho, she said mucho hair, mucho tits. Oh, I thought she said big hair, big tits. No, I wrote that down. Um, so he takes her home, he takes him home, and there's this big, like, talk about, like, then we finally find out the plot, the, the sort of the plot. We find out one half and we find out the other half later. Um, Margot Martindale is Leif Schreiber's parole officer. Didn't which see that coming. I laughed really hard. I wrote, didn't see that coming. Um, oh, I like this one line. Jean, um, Paul Newman says to Leif Schreiber, I bet that made you feel silly. <laughs> I, I just like when a grown person says silly. Um, so, Margot Martindale saying, like, I'm his parole officer, he wants to get back at someone, or at at Gene Hackman and Susan Sarandon. He's staying at this house to dig up Susan Sarandon's Bo's body because he knows it's here. Blah blah blah. Her, her first husband. Her first husband. Blah blah blah. And there's a knock at the door. Yeah, they're at her apartment. They're at her apartment. There's a knock at the door. Uh, Lee Schreiber gets up to answer it and gets blasted in the chest with a gun. Margot, oh my God, this was heart wrenching. She starts screaming. She gets, she starts. Plus, Paul Newman breaks the lamp so it's dark. Yeah, and she gets shot. Margot Martindale does, and does a solid death scene. She good, is I'd like say good dying, mucho. She's like speaking nonsensically and like gushing blood out of her stomach, and she's like, "Please don't leave me." And then she like is grabbing onto his chest, and she has like long like nails and like rings and bracelets and then it like releases slightly and it's like a little 
and then you know she's dead. And I was like, oh my god, it's a good time, mucho. Yeah. So then, um, uh, I wrote, I don't know what's going on multiple times. So then, oh, is is this when? That's when we were there because I said, why is the ball painted and it's come in the bathtub? (laughs) Oh my lord. Oh, because Stocker Channing's there, and she lets him go. Yeah. In some solid cinematography, um, it's like close-up on Gene Hackman looking at the wall. Paul Newman. Paul Newman looking at the wall. It's the, it's the mustache throwing me off. I don't know. And, and, him looking and that, at and that mirror. the reflection from the three-way mirror. It's a really good shot, and the close-up makes it look like ten times better. But um, Stocker Channing's like, I'll let you go for a day. You have a day to bring these bastards in, right? Flushing the toilet saying, that's my career. Yeah. And then he goes, he dig. He and Giancarlo Esposito go to the ranch and spend hours digging at the ground and they find his body with a bullet in the brain. Back of the head. The brain. Um, it was in the back of the head because Gene Hackman said he shot him. Oh my God, you are just skipping. I'm just saying. Paul Newman goes home to Gene Hackman. They're bullshitting for a little while. And he's like, I know you killed whoever. What's his name? Billy Sullivan. Billy Sullivan. Billy Sullivan. I know you killed Billy Sullivan. And he's like, oh, we. I've been waiting 20 years for that. Yeah, we found his body. I've been expecting that for 20 years. We were, he came over and he was drunk and we got in an argument and I pushed him in the pool and he fell and he cracked his head open and we buried him. That's it. Raymond Hope came over to help me bury it. Who's James Garner? James Garner um, came over to help me bury it, and that's the extent of the business, right? You know, blah blah blah. And what's his face? Paul Newman's like, "You're bullshitting me. I'm gonna go talk to Catherine." And he goes to talk to Susan Sarandon, and she loses her shit. She's saying, are you saying I don't love my husband? I said I would kill for my husband, not that I did kill for my husband. You think I care about these material things? And she grabs a vase, and she yells, God damn you! And she throws it on the ground, and she's throwing shit, and she's hitting vases with fireplace pokers. You you son of a bitch! You get out of here! You know, yelling at him. And he leaves to go talk to Raymond Hope. Oh, that was at, that's at the end. Oh. My God. He goes to talk to James Garner. They get in this big thing. And his house is beautiful. We've seen oh, it before. Yeah. It is gorgeous. gorgeous. Great views. Great view. And uh, Paul Newman saying, you know, I used to think that, well, um, what's his name? Um, Lester. Lester Ivor was in on it with, uh, with Gene Hackman and Susan Sarandon. You know. But he goes, he lived in a shithole. He lived in a shithole. Someone who lived in a, who was on in on it with him would have a place like this. And he looks around, and he he turns to Ray and he goes, "You did a little more than bury the body, Ray." And he says, "You son of a bitch! I didn't do anything. I didn't get paid to do or something, right?" right. And he's like, "They get they're talking, and you know." It's, oh, they talk about going fishing. Going fishing, which is kind of like someone's going to kill the other one, you know. Um, it's a very tense scene, and then it turns completely not tense because my TV kept fucking up. But, and but every- then when he was walking out, he said, I can see your reflection in the windows. And 
James Gardner says. Those are things you should think about when buying a house. Yeah. But, like, my TV kept... Because they get in this, like, gunfight. And well, as he was walking and got to the door... Yeah. That's when he sees... The reflection, the he has a gun door. behind his back. And um, Paul Newman, like, empties his gun into him, which was like, okay, that is a 70-year-old man. You shot him six times, well, right? that's why he's a 70-year-old man, too, so he gives a shit. But... <laughs> We have a close-up on James Garner's face as he dies, and it was, like, kind of disturbing because he's, like, an old man, and then every my TV would, like, skip, and it would we were at the end, and it cut back to that scene, like, twice, and we were laughing. By, by the time the end of the movie came around, we, it happened, like, three or four times, and we were laughing every time it happened because it was just like, oh, my God, what the fuck happened to this TV? But Gene Hackman heads home. He talks to, uh... Gene Hackman, Paul Newman heads home, talks to Gene Hackman, and he's like, you know, I shot Raymond Hope, and you know, you're a bastard man, and you did this, and you did this, and you did this, and I figured it all out, you pushed him in the pool, you got Ray to come over and kill him and bury the body, you married his wife, you had a daughter with him, you covered up for 20 years, and now you're not taking responsibility of it, because you have cancer, buster, right, or you have cancer, and you're still not yeah, fast enough to it. But remember, all this is being taped by the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Susan, he sees Susan. No, start. no. He finishes telling him. He's finished reasoning in the riot act. He yells at him. He gets up to leave. And then it ends the interview. The interview, it cuts back to the interview. says, that was all that happened. And then the cops say, okay, thank you. And they leave the room. But Stocker Channing is behind. And she says, that's not everything that happened, right? Right, Harry. And he says... No, a little more happened. And we cut back. He's leaving the house with his bag and his coat. And he sees Susan Sarandon. And this is where... Oh, yeah, because Harry, uh, Gene Hackman says, stop by any time. Yeah. And Susan Sarandon, like, at this last part, she gets really, really vilified. Isn't she playing the piano yeah. again? She's getting super vilified. Like, the, she's not in the right... But I don't think she's entirely in the wrong either. And they make her out to be like, it was almost like a 40s movie where she's like, she's just an evil woman, right? And she's like, he's like, you toyed with all of us, Susan. And I, and I. Oh, is that the part when he said? Um, yeah. And she says, um. About. About. He said, he was tired of being lied to? Yeah, I'm, no. Oh, that was me. That was before. But he said, he, that's basically the gist of the entire thing with Susan Sarandon. I'm tired of being lied to. You lied to me. You lied to everyone. You know, you were in on this, kind of. And she is like, do you still love me? And he doesn't say anything, and he leaves. And she says, love you too. And then fade back to him and Stocker Channing hanging out. She says, I'm not getting a promotion anytime soon, eh? You know, she elbows him. my vacation. And they go happily merry on their way. That's the end. Walking down the street of Hollywood with some guy in a suit walking his dog. That was weird. Not not real. So... Have you ever been to Hollywood? There's nobody walking around suits. That was Twilight. How'd you feel about this one? I didn't mind it as some of the other shit we watched. I wouldn't watch it again. I wouldn't watch it again, but you probably gave it a higher rating. What'd you give it? More. I gave it a five. Oh. 
You dropped down. I did. I didn't like how they vilified Susan Sarandon. I needed more Gene Hackman. Um, I need him to stop making swears. Uh, I also don't want any Reese Witherspoon in this movie. I wanted it to be how I envisioned it, and it wasn't how I envisioned it, but que sera, sera. Um, Next week, not sure what we're doing next week, but it'll be fun. Uh, It'll be fun. I'm sure it will be. So in the meantime, please rate and review an Apple podcast on Spotify, on CastBox, on Google Podcasts, anywhere, five stars, ten stars, however many. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Patreon. Um, just follow us. Just follow us. Wh- whatever we do. Um, send us an email at whyarewedoingthispodcast1 at gmail.com. They can follow me when I'm cleaning. I can go Oh, my God. You could do a cleaning TikTok. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, I don't use pl- a lemon pledge. I use Old English. Um, <laughs> uh, you can... Don't mop the floor. Patreon. Hands and knees. <laughs> Patreon.com slash why are we floor. doing this? Is that it? Yep. And I do not use them up on my floor. You don't? Nope. That's a I shame. I do a dishcloth. Oh! On my hands and knees. Not your dish rag? Not on my dish rag. Uh, so and that's... Dishcloth on my hands and knees. So that's it. That's uh, we it. hope you enjoyed Twilight. Yeah. We kind of did. We kind of did. Uh, so we'll see you then. We'll see you then next week. Next week. I'm Lucas Guzman. I'm Kathy Wright. And we'll see you next week. See you next week.